This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff, and I'm happy to have John Micus uh, sitting down with us today. And John, uh, we're we're talking about kind of getting back to basics a little bit. We're, we're talking about the, the bread and butter, the nuts and bolts, uh, specifically of accounts payable. So I'm really interested in I love when we have these conversations where we kind of come back to the best practices. We kind of come back to uh, the stuff that if you don't get right, everything else that we talk about, everything else that we do, all the sort of nuances get a lot more difficult. So let's uh, welcome. And and I guess, where do we start? Like how, if, if you're kind of giving us guidance and advice here, what's our number one, like, look, when we're talking about accounts payable, here's the first thing we got to think about. Uh, first and foremost, I think what we need to think about is, um, you know, I was an auditor from, you know, a, a junior perspective. So, you know, think about that in terms of segregation of duties, what we call in the audit, uh, limiting access, establishing internal controls. Really what it boils down to is, you know, never have one person doing every single process, every single thing in the process. Um, you know, in, in a small company, you don't have sometimes you don't have that ability to to segregate those duties. But you know, as the owner, uh, CEO, or whatever you know of the company, especially a small company, you know, you still have to have the oversight of saying, okay, yes, I trust this person, but I still might not necessarily need to verify. But you know, there, there's things that we need to do to make sure that 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 everybody is, for lack of a better term, you know, honest and and, and doing their job correctly. Is, that um, you know, the key? So, is risk kind of the key sort of arbiter there? Is that the big thing? Like, just make sure you're protecting yourself. Are there other advantages to separating those those duties? Uh, there, there are other advantages to separating, but I mean, risk is kind of, you know, this is the accounts payable is one of the areas where we see the most, if you want to say fraud, go through. Uh, you know, stories after stories after stories over my years where I've heard, you know, a uh, two-person shop, the, you know, um, secretary, whatever, you know, the uh, executive assistant, you know, a third person came in, she was bad-mouthing this person, and two years later after the person left, you found out, yeah, she was, you know, embezzling millions of dollars, mm. right? So there are these stories out there, um, you know, that this, to me, this is kind of one of the biggest risks, but there are other things, um, you know, so if, if you if you have the process, uh, if you want to say separated, um, you can then, you know, if somebody leaves, you know, if somebody leaves the company, you know, you're not stuck in a lurch like, oh, shoot, you know, Jane was the only one that did that process. Now we need to, you know, uh, ramp somebody up, you know, figure out how to do it. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, these people give you a two weeks notice. Sometimes they don't. Um, you know, so there's other reasons for this segregation of duties for this, you know, uh, separating the process. Um, you know, other things, you know, in that nature might be, like I said, just, just that, that backup, that, that ability to, uh, things. Uh, but I think also what we can think of is, you know, uh, uh, what you can do is just document the process, you know, have, have that person sit down and, and document it well in in a, in a documentation, you know. So if they happen to leave, if they happen to go out sick, if they happen to, you know, we used to say in the audit world, you know, God forbid somebody gets hit by a bus. One of my uh, auditors used to say, God willing, they win the, you know, 
they 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 win the lottery, right? Are they going to come in the next day? Eh, maybe, but um, you know, so so it's a matter of you know having this this process documented and, and for these purposes, um, so somebody else can come in and jump in, you know, if, if needed. You know, you make a, a really good point, which is true elsewhere in an organization, but so often we say, oh, I don't know, Joe knew all of that. You know, I, I don't, nobody knows that was, that was this person's world. And then you have to start digging through their particular way of doing things or their, you know, sort of uh, eccentricities and how they manage this, or maybe they've got some weird spreadsheet where they do this, but then they move it over to here for this. And I love your idea of sort of, you know, SOP, standard operating procedures around how does this work, make it predictable, make it repeatable so that anybody can step into that role and immediately have an impact. So in addition to risk, it's really, I think there's a, a huge function of efficiency, right? So, uh, and even, even if you need to make a new hire to like double the workload or, or, you know, complement or, or assist, you've got some kind of base of knowledge there that isn't just hopefully this person who's been doing it forever and is insulated in their own little world, you know, has been doing it the right way and can teach others how to do it. Yeah. And, and as I said, you know, we kind of as, like I said, my background being an auditor when I started out was risk, risk mitigation. Right. And so, you know, if they go out sick, if, you know, they're, they, you know, happen to, you know, I don't right. Past two years catch COVID and then they're in the hospital for, you know, a week. Um, you know, these types of things are that right. And as you said, in any role, but, you know, when it comes to accounts payable, you know, like I said, the first thing we see is, you know, yeah, it's an area where there's, prone to fraud and it's one of the easier places for fraud to happen but also uh like you said risk mitigation in terms of hey if this person's out and we can't pay our vendors for two weeks you know uh you know how our vendors kind of feel that right oh sorry you know we can't pay because our one person who in the process is you know isn't available um you know so in terms of that risk mitigation as well it's you know keeping uh you know, your vendors happy, especially in this world, you know, this time of the world where, you know, supply chains are short. And, you know, I've, I've heard, uh, owners of companies say, yeah, I couldn't get what I wanted. I had to, you know, prepay. I had to do these kinds of things in order to get the, uh, you know, goods and services that I needed to help, you know, my business stay afloat. Uh, so, so I mean, there's, there's, you know, these different things that where you have to keep your vendors happy as well. And I think that touches on some aspects of processing and some aspects of um, the human element, you know, uh, is negotiation always a function of Joe on the other end of the phone or are there processes, as you pointed out, that are in place for this? Do we, are there ways that we can uh, speed up, uh, that we can make more predictable those processes? Do you have some guidance in those ways? Should we be automating more? Should we be uh, integrating with uh, other software that we have or other um I guess other processes that we have, or how can we? I don't know, think smarter about that stuff. You know, automation is is key in every world. Um, you know, it, it it speeds up the processing time. It cuts down on data entry time. Um, you know, it also cuts down on the human error factor. Yeah. Uh, you know, if somebody's you know typing in a number, typing well number or numbers, you know. My fat fingers often all the time hit, you know, hit the wrong number, hit the wrong key. Um, you know, so, so it helps in that respect. Yes, it speeds up this, this processing of, of the invoices. It speeds up the processing of the data entry. 
Uh, it can even help speed up the processing time of approvals, you know, depending on the size of your organization. Uh, you know, as you're small, right? One person's usually approving it. You as the owner, as you grow, you delegate that authority, you know, who can approve how much, uh, what departments, uh, you know, your different department heads. Uh, but you can also then, you know, look at it as, okay, you know, it's not a piece of paper being sent around in inter-office memos, and then it sits on somebody's desk, and he puts another piece of paper on it and forgets about it. Um, you know, and, and that's where we see, you know, this kind of electronic digi digitization automation, you know, really becoming key because then you're right, the process, there is a process that, that can be followed and can be tracked uh, versus, like I said, a piece of paper that's sent around for somebody to sign in sitting on, you know, Joe's desk for, for three weeks and somebody else forgot about it because, you know, if you're, like you said, if you're overloaded, you might have hundreds of, of these invoices coming through. Um, but yeah, so it, it's automation, it's digitization, um, centralization of these functions. So, um, you know, let's say I'm the owner of the company and I want to know, hey, what is this, you know, $20,000 invoice? Um, you know, I can go back, you know, call up, email, whatever my AP, but, you know, let's say it's uh, 10 o'clock at night and I'm just having a, right, can't sleep and, oh, what is this, you know? If I can go into a central database and quickly look at it, then, you know, it's taking 20 to 30 seconds of my time versus 20 to 30 seconds of an email, you know, uh, a minute, two minutes of a person's time of, you know, searching it out, finding it, sending it and being you know, back to an email. So it's kind of it's all encompassing, um, you know, for this purpose of, OK, if we can automate things, digitize things make things electronic, uh, you know, the process can go quicker, both on, you know, on the front end and even on that back end of reviewing it. Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC Financial Flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com You know, I, I love what you're sharing around this idea of um there's almost a magnitude of X, you know? So you said a few seconds here, a few seconds, we got 20 seconds of an email. Well, multiply that times whatever, however many you might be concerning yourself with, and you can spend half a day doing work that isn't helping your business, you know, innovate or advance. It's just trying to figure out when you're going to get paid or, or, or figure out how you're, when you're going to be paying your vendors, the things that are involved in, in accounts receivable, especially, um, especially when uh, there's a competitive climate where we want to make sure that we're on point with that stuff, where we want to make sure that we are cultivating the right, the healthy kind of relationships with everybody involved in our own sort of supply chains. I think that there's a, a mechanical aspect to this. That's a real focus, like, you know, push this button, automate this, but there's a human aspect to it too, right? When, when everybody's sort of happy and, and feels like it's a predictable sort of payment system, 
nobody gets that sort of bad, that kind of bad energy that says, well, look, man, this is my third phone call. What's going on with this invoice or, or, or whatever. How do you see that? How do you, I don't know. How does that, how does that contribute to this dynamic from your perspective? I, I agree hundred percent. I mean, kind of going back to a little bit of what I was saying, you know, during the pandemic and kind of post pandemic, you know, there's supply chain issues, right? And as I said, you know, uh, one customer of mine, you know, that I was consulting with said, you know, I had to prepay, you know, a hundred, you know, not only it was, it was a hundred thousand dollars for this in order to, you know, get up in the, <laughs> you know, in that list, right? So there is this thing of, like you said, all oh, these, you know, this customer's paying on time. They're always, you know, paying uh you know in full they're not so so yes there is that that human issue of 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 like okay we're you know uh i'm not chasing down you know if if, if things break down on the accounts receivable at your you know at your vendors you know they sometimes call the sales manager right the, the person the rep in charge of you right so right then you involve the sales rep who's then calling right the late uh payer um and then the sales rep's like, okay, this is now I'm going to put this person from a second tier to a third tier because even if I sell them, you know, I might, my commission might get clawed back because we never got paid on it. Um, you know, so there's, there's, right, there's, there's always things like that that can happen. Um, but I think also if you, if when you kind of do this automation, digitization, um, you know, if you set up electronic payments and you have a set schedule. The 15th, like the first and the 15th of the month, um, you know, that's when we're going to pay. Uh, you know, then you can always, you know, all right, yep, sorry, you know, we're not sorry, but, you know, if somebody calls you, hey, it's, you know, it's set for the first of the month or 15th of the month. Um, that's when we pay. And, you know, so what, what really helps in both aspects of, you know, as you said, running your company, if you can pay an invoice that's, you know, do let's say between the 16th and the 20th, and say so you paid on the 15th, right? They're going to be happy, but you're also keeping your money in your bank account almost as late as you can. Um, you know, there's always a process of saying, okay, you know, we can, maybe we can pay daily. Is that beneficial um, for you? If you need to keep your money in your bank account longer, maybe it is, but is it, how much time is it for the accounts payable people to do that? Um, you know, if you want to have a good, like I said, going back to the segregation of duties, somebody needs to make sure that everything we're paying is proper and correct and there's no fraud in it. Um, so there's always that give and take of, okay, how often do we pay and how much time is it taking for us to run this process if we're paying, you know, once a week, every two weeks, you know, twice a month, um, you know, so this time frame, but it helps, like I said, you can set that up to say, all right, well, we want to keep the cash until the day before we need to pay. Um, or, you know, we want to have a consistency where we're paying a, a, on these dates. Um, you know, and then that just, as you said, it gives kind of this knowledge to your vendors that, hey, you know, it's the 1st and 15th, you know, it's when we do check runs or payment runs, as we call them now, because checks are hopefully a thing of the past. Right. Um yeah, you know, because with like I said, just going through this whole process of digitization, electronic, you know, automation, uh, you know, we can send out ACH. Uh, you know, there's a lot of companies that even take credit cards nowadays. So if you are concerned a bit about uh your uh you know cash cycle, um 
Not that it's a good thing to put everything on a credit card, if, but if you pay that credit card off in full, you know, some companies, you know, even give you a 1%, you know, cash back. So you can turn your accounts payable process into even a little bit of a cash generating uh, department um, by utilizing, you know, some of these other aspects that are out there. You know, some of the things that you're talking about here, like how, uh, how long to wait, how long to keep your money in the bank, uh, different payment methods that could uh, benefit the organization in different ways. I feel like those are kind of strategic. And I think there's a lot of aspects to accounts, uh, receivable and payable that are very, um, uh, you know, we, we, we've got a bookkeeper, they might be involved, or we talked about Joe in the side office, or we've got a controller. What, as we think about kind of that strategic perspective, what do you think is the CFO's role in, uh, in energizing this, in, in realizing the dynamics in making decisions in having kind of that strategic perspective on, on this function, instead of just the tactical or the mechanical, how, what should I be looking for my CFO to do? What kind of guidance or advice should I be looking for? I mean, first and foremost, uh, what they kind of call the, the cash conversion cycle. So how quickly do we get paid, right? For our good and services versus how quickly we pay our vendors. Um, you know, going back, Dell was a perfect example, you know, what is it now, 30 years ago, maybe more, right? Dell would get paid for their products even before they shipped them out mm -hmm. um, versus the process of, you know, shipping something to a large retailer. It sits, you know, 30 days, 60 days before they, they would get paid. So, so it's really strategically kind of looking at that cash conversion cycle. How quickly can we get paid and how quickly do we need to pay our vendors? So. If we can sit on, you know, let's say, uh, you know, $100 million of cash for 30 days, is that better than us trying to finance that $100 million because we need to pay our vendors within 30 days and we're not, pay and we're not getting paid for our services for, you know, 60 days after that. Um, so that's kind of the strategic side of, of looking at both kind of the accounts receivable and accounts payable, you know, in this cash conversion cycle. Um, you know, but kind of first looking at it in terms of the accounts payable, I was looking at more of, okay, right. The, the strategic side of this, okay, how can we, uh, eliminate fraud? How can we eliminate, you know, any issues that happen? But also, as you you know, as you think about it, true, that there is this strategic side of, you know, hey, if we can keep our cash longer, isn't that better for us? Hmm. John, so Mike, we don't, yes, right. No, go ahead. Yeah, no, I kind of already said, you know, so we don't have to finance it, right? So we don't have to go to the banks. And even, you know, today, these past, right, six months, banks have been getting uh, stricter with their loans. And, and as we know, the interest rate's been going up. So the cost of the loan is going up. Absolutely. John Micus, uh, Pro CFO Partners, kind of taking us back to basics a little bit, but really good stuff. I think, uh, I think. Some of our, our listeners will fall into one of several buckets. I'm just kind of a mom and pop. I've got one or two people next to me. I've learned some things today. I'm a large organization and I don't necessarily know the nuts and bolts, but maybe I should inform myself or um, I'm in that large organization and I'm, I'm realizing that there's places where I can make some maybe subtle, but maybe larger investments or improvements that can smooth this process out, reduce those gaps that can create vulnerability and risk and inefficiency. Um, John, thank you so much for your expertise and your guidance today. I think it's uh, it's been a really valuable sort of back to basics conversation that's really essential for all of us. Thank you. Thank you.
Thanks for listening, and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.